Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, Small Biz Brain Trust, welcome to episode 136, Apprenticeship versus Internship. It's kind of a hard word to say, apprenticeship. Anyway, my name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in a short seven to 10 minute episode. My co host, who you know, Robert Attridge, delivers the Thursday show, and I deliver the Tuesday show. Are you confused about the difference between an apprenticeship and an internship? Even though they're both ships, they're very different vessels. <laughs> uh, HR humor. I know it's the worst. Anyway, an apprenticeship is an on-the-job training program which includes job-related instruction, typically provided in a classroom setting. And apprenticeships can last up to six years. An internship, on the other hand, is on-the-job learning, and it doesn't usually include classroom-style training. Internships usually only last a few months, and that's because they're intended for college undergraduates. Apprenticeships are mostly offered by larger employers because they're not very easy to set up and you have to work with several different third parties, including either the federal or state government. And you should register your program, although it doesn't have to be, but I can't see why you'd create an apprenticeship program and not register it. That'd be kind of like dieting and exercising and not losing any weight. You're not really getting the true benefits of the effort. So registered apprenticeships are programs that have been certified by either the Federal Office of Apprenticeship or the equivalent state agency. About half the states have their own agency that does the certifying, and the other half use the Federal Office of Apprenticeship. According to the Department of Labor, the average starting wage for an apprentice is $15 an hour, and the average wage for a graduate from an apprenticeship program is $60,000. Employers who have registered apprenticeship programs get support from the federal government's Apprenticeship USA network. They get federal and state tax credits, and they get federal subsidies to help cover program expenses. UPS, for example, has a registered program for drivers, operations, and automotive repair positions. Apprenticeships are basically corporate welfare programs provided at the expense of taxpayers. They put small businesses at a disadvantage because the administrative complexities favor large corporations. A new executive order was issued by Trump on June 15, 2017, directing the U.S. Department of Labor to work with the Secretary of Education and the Secretary of Commerce to create regulations to encourage industry and trade groups, nonprofits, unions, and other organizations to develop new apprenticeship programs. Hopefully, This means they'll be making apprenticeships easier to implement and more available to small employers. Now, the order also requires the Department of Commerce and the DOL to promote apprenticeship programs among business leaders in manufacturing, infrastructure, cybersecurity, and healthcare. And the new Secretary of Labor, Andrew Acosta, said, quote, the U.S. Department of Labor will work expeditiously to execute the president's vision and begin to implement measures to expand the apprenticeship and vocational training program that can help our economy thrive while keeping good, high-paying jobs in America, end quote. 
So we'll just have to see what happens, but I'm betting on more of the same slop, not really betting on any significant changes. I doubt the changes they're going to make will make these programs more accessible to you, the small employer. At least the order acknowledges the pathetic state of our college and university education system. It says, quote, Higher education, however, is becoming increasingly unaffordable. Furthermore, many colleges and universities felt to, to help students graduate with the skills necessary to secure high-paying jobs in today's workforce. Far too many individuals today find themselves with crushing student debt and no direct connection to jobs, end quote. Now, I totally agree with that statement, but in my opinion, the answer isn't reform. Why is the government even involved in this? Why do we need an executive order? Because the federal government has their grubby mittens all over the labor market. Now, if government was such an effective tool, then why do we even have these problems? Everything they regulate is a mess, and I guess the problem is we just don't have enough of it. Well, internships are much more common among small businesses than apprenticeships because they're easier to implement. They don't require government approval or licensing, and there isn't anything technical about them. It's really nothing more than a decision to hire a temporary employee. The thing is, interns are not free labor. They're employees, and they have to be paid just like any other employee. The Fair Labor Standard Act applies so you have to pay them minimum wage and overtime for hours worked in excess of 40 a week. Now that is unless your internship meets the following requirements. It provides the same type of training that would be given in an educational environment. The internship experience is for the benefit of the intern. The intern does not displace regular employees but works under close supervision of existing staff. The employer that provides the training derives no immediate advantage from the activities of the intern, and on occasion, its operations may actually be impeded. Uh, the intern is not necessarily entitled to a job at the conclusion of the internship. And finally, the employer and the intern understand that the intern is not entitled to wages for the time spent in the internship. Now, the most common areas of analysis when trying to determine whether or not an intern is an employee are, one, the educational environment, two, whether or not the intern is replacing or displacing a regular employee, and three, the level of supervision, oh, and four, post-internship job entitlement. If your program is centered around a classroom-style experience, and especially if a college or university is overseeing the learning and giving credits, then you're likely to pass this requirement. If you're teaching universal skills and not just those specific to your operations, and the actual work that they're doing is not routine, regular, or recurring, and you're not depending on the work that they do, then again, you'll pass that particular requirement. But if they're doing productive work and you're benefiting from that work, then they're most likely an employee. If your interns are shadowing your employees rather than working as substitutes for regular employees, then you'll likely pass that displacement requirement. But if they're working and being supervised like your regular employees, then they're probably an employee also. 
And finally, the internship should be a fixed duration of time. It should be predetermined before the internship begins. And it's not an employment trial period. And you shouldn't give them the expectation that you may hire them on a permanent basis after the internship is concluded. Now, it's just simply too bad that you're not free to enter into a voluntary agreement with an individual to be an intern. The real losers in this situation are the youth, just like Seattle has discovered relative to their minimum wage laws. The youth are missing out on opportunities that would otherwise exist at a lower price point. But I guess the master labor market planners, most of whom have never owned a business, they know what's best for everyone. Well, there you have it. I'd like to wish everybody a happy and safe 4th of July 2017. That's a wrap for this episode. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.